Welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition Spot podcast. Today, we're going to talk about an, something that came up when we were chatting with one of our new clients, and she asked us a really good question. She asked us, okay, but wait, what do you guys actually do? Am I going to try to convince myself that an orange tastes better than chocolate? Is that what you guys mean when you say reprogram or rewire your brain? Yeah. And we were like, wow, thank you so much for that question. <laughs> because no, that's not what we do. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And she was referencing, um, I forget the name of the man she mentioned, but it was some previous diet style of nutrition advice that she had heard or someone in her family had heard where this man was saying, you know, you can once you whatever like almost i'm using quotations like brainwashing yourself into believing that when you act when you eat chocolate it actually doesn't taste good and like your body wants oranges and that's what's from nature and you're you're an animal like oh and she also said that he used the example of like if you left out chocolate or an orange for animals they would choose the orange because that's really what is good and as fun as that sounds like that's not reality right <laughs> like you know so when she said that we understood where she could came from because when we talk about reprogramming your brain it kind of sounds like that but it's not what we do yeah I thought, I thought it was so helpful that she let us know that you know she was thinking that which means that other people could potentially thinking that when we say that so we're, we're so grateful that she told us because we want to explain that's not what we do at all. And we want to explain that if we do try to take that approach, it can actually make our eating, our drive for eating heightened. Like it can make the problem that we're trying to get out of worse. So we want to explain yeah. that as well. I just want to say, if I were to leave chocolate or an orange out for my my dog, my parents' dog, she would eat the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like she doesn't want to eat an orange, you know. Anyway, yeah. so we're, well, let's just talk about that whole concept and um, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Where should we start? And so what what let's talk about what she means for a second because I don't know if brainwash is like the right word, you know, but like that was kind of what came to our mind. But really what yeah. what what really is happening in that scenario is really a matter of willpower. Would you say like that's like willpowering yourself or to convince yourself that you don't like chocolate. And a lot of women, even you ex express that you used to do that with yourself with like chicken skin or you know, yeah. we'll hear women say, I don't really like bread. And we're not saying it's okay to not like food, but like we've, oh, yeah. we convince ourselves, right, that we don't like these foods in the name of diet culture. I remember when I was first getting into diet culture way back in the day and like learning about queen eating and everything. I can remember starkly another, you know, man saying he was like super into diet culture and, and clean eating and he had a platform and he was just saying like, I don't even crave bread anymore. Like, I don't, I taste it and it tastes like cardboard and I don't even like it anymore. And so weighing this, I kind of thought of him. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's, that's just like, from what I know now and everything I've experienced with food freedom and everything, it is more of like a diet culture convincing ourselves because in the back of our brain we're thinking it's so not healthy therefore I should not eat or like it <laughs> and like Nikki's yeah. saying I literally did that with chicken skin I used to think like ew chicken skin now I'm like wow chicken skin is so good <laughs> you know it's so <laughs> delicious 
once you get to a place where you're like, I can have all foods and I feel so in control around them and I don't feel a drive to eat them all the time, like where you're really connected and in tune with your body, you don't need to have that willpower around any food. It just comes when your body actually wants it or needs it kind of thing, which is not all the time. Anyway, yes. So I agree with you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so the way that Shana and I work with you and what we actually do, we're never going to tell you what you can and can't eat. And we're not going to tell you what tastes good and what doesn't taste good. Because here's the thing, we're all different. And what I like and what you like is not the same. And so you get to decide that all on your own. And we're never going to have you convince yourself that you don't like something because it's not healthy or that you do like something because it's healthy. Because again, we, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and like, so that's part of the problem, right? Like that's, Mm -hmm. so if you're experiencing, um, so if you're like, okay, I'm listening to Shana, but I, Shana and Nikki, and I'm like, okay, I really, really like ice cream. I'm the type of person that if I were to let myself have what I want, I would want to overeat the ice cream, you know, kind of thing. That was me. That's exactly how I experienced it. I felt like I would just overeat. It was because I was telling myself that there's other foods that are way healthier and I should be eating those and I shouldn't be eating the ice cream. So that's one of the biggest things that creates that problem, that drive to overeat the ice cream. So we need to undo it. So if we were to take this um, way of doing it, like telling ourselves the orange is healthier than the chocolate, it's literally the same thing. And it's going to make the problem worse or just yeah. add to you know, and it's, it's not going to last reinforce it yeah yeah exactly. yeah and it's not going to last because again we've talked about this before is we're we as humans it's our natural instinct to want to assert autonomy meaning we want to be ourselves we want to do things we like we don't like being told what to do and that's being told what to do right being told that you have to like oranges over chocolate and deep de- so yeah so Nikki's saying deep down we don't like being from the perspective where we're feeling like so out of control with food and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy with life. I just need to be told like what to eat on a plan and like on yes. a surface level, we feel like that's what we desire, right? Like that would make, it makes things life so much easier to begin with. Every diet is like really, you know, to begin with, okay, I can do this. I've got it. I've got it. I'm totally organized and all that motivated. And then we do it and we start and start progressively gets harder. Like let us know if you've ever experienced that because it does, that's what happens. And one of the reasons is what Nikki's describing is because deep down, psychologically, we don't, we want our autonomy. We want to be able to choose what we actually want. And deep down, our body knows that chocolate tastes delicious. You cannot convince our body that chocolate does not taste good. It knows that it's a really good source of calories and nutrients. Yes, there's nutrients and calories. (laughs) It's very pleasurable. So if you try to mind, mind, like think your way out of that and say, oh no, chocolate's yucky or whatever, or less nutritious, but deep down your body's like, no, actually like I really enjoy. It creates this disconnection and that's the problem. So intuitive eating and food freedom reconnects so that you are in harmony with your body. So you don't have this disconnection. This disconnection creates this false, crazy drive to eat. And so your body's like, oh my gosh, there's no chocolate available, right? There's no chocolate. I don't get to have the chocolate when I actually want it. So hyperdrive, here we go. Like, let's go find it. Let's hunt it. Let's seek it. Let's find it. Let's eat it now. 
go, 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 go. Because I'm not going to get, if I get my hands on it, even if it is actually crappy chocolate, because, you know, there is crappy chocolate out there. And that's the funny thing is when you're disconnected from your body, you will eat chocolate, even if it actually is crappy chocolate for the sake of eating chocolate because you don't get to eat chocolate. And so you might catch yourself doing this with all sorts of things. Like I always love the example of the Christmas chocolates because, you know, those box of chocolates, there's like four good ones in there and the rest are crappy chocolates. And, you know, you end up eating them because they're there. You don't normally get them. That whole disconnect that Shane is talking about. And so with food freedom, we fully connect you to your eating experience so that you these foods don't have all this hyper desire. You don't have these foods around it. So when you take a bite of chocolate, you're going to say, yum, this is delicious. I'm going to keep eating till I'm satisfied or actually this chocolate is crap. I'm not going to eat it because it doesn't taste good. And there's not a willpower thing. And that also being said, I did want to touch base on the fact that oranges are delicious too in a different way of chocolate, right? And so there doesn't need to be hierarchy because when the food loses all that hyper desire and that being on a pedestal, you will make an informed choice based on what's going to make you feel best in that moment to eat an orange or to eat a chocolate because they're both neutral. And I know that can sound so wild, but when you eat with the intention to feel better and you're in touch with your body, you're fully connected, having chocolate for breakfast might taste good in the short term, but you know it's not going to satisfy you long term. You're going to have sugar crashes. You're going to be, you know, hangry within an hour while you're in a work meeting, you know, or you're taking your kids to school or whatever it is. And that's not going to turn out too well. So maybe an orange, which is just as delicious in its own unique way, is how you want to go in that moment type of thing. Yeah. And I want to talk to those people that have tried. Okay. I know that there's people thinking this because I've tried this too. Okay. Yeah. But I let myself have um, however much I wanted volume wise of real whole foods. I'm doing quotations here, you guys. Like, you know, that, <laughs> that, that mindset of the clean eating community. And I felt so much better and my cravings went down and, you know, so I want to talk to what's going on there. So if you're coming from a past where you have tried dieting and maybe you weren't eating enough, like I, like I was, (laughs) when you transition into a phase where you're allowing to actually eat for your hunger levels, you know, so you're having more food. Yes, this food is super nutrient dense, but you're just having more of it and like carbs specifically, and you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Of course, your drive to eat is going to come down because you're like, your body is more satiated. And you're like, it's finally getting the fuel that it was requiring when it was not getting on those point systems or the calorie restriction, right? Yeah. So that's like one step further to food freedom. In fact, that's how I, how I progressed myself to food freedom was like, okay, I'm going to let myself, quote unquote, let myself have all the um, unrefined whole foods, clean foods, however you want to say as much as I want. And of course I felt better. Um, So there's that piece. However, if you still find that there's these like these hyper palatable foods that are still calling your name constantly, or if you do let yourself have it, then you feel like you're going to overeat it. You always kind of find yourself like, oh man, why did I eat that much? This is what we're talking about. There's still a whole element around, like Nikki's calling, food neutrality because we think it's like extra special. Um, We have lots of diet thoughts around it. There's extra false desire around there that we need to clean up. 
so that that extra eating goes away. So it actually doesn't really have anything to do with eating nutrient dense food. Uh oh, I lost your audio, Shana. Can you hear me still? I don't know what's going on on the other end if people can hear. I'll keep talking for a second, but so that's exactly it. So what is reprogramming your brain then? We're not brainwashing. What do we mean by reprogramming? So Shana started to touch base on how we have a lot of these underlying things that drive our eating that we, we might not even know about. There, A lot of them are in your subconscious and they're based on how you were raised. You know, we've told the story of you're, as a baby, when you cry, you're offered food as a first defense often. Or when you're a toddler and you fall and you hurt yourself, you're offered a cookie to feel better. Um, as a teenager, you know, you're offered food to, to go, go have a snack, get out of my hair, you know, as a distraction or boredom. So there's, there's that piece, like you've learned to use food as a way to cope with emotions. And then there's another piece where you've been taught to finish all the food on your plate. You've been told you can't have dessert until you eat all your supper. You've been told not to waste food because there's starving children in other countries. Your parents might be dieters, so you were told carbs are bad or calories are bad or fat or whatever era your parents grew up in. And all of these messages have created these neural pathways. You always see me do this. If you're watching the YouTube video, I'm like making a line by my brain of when you have those thoughts. And again, they're actually happening in your subconscious. So you probably don't even know they're happening. Like, let's say you sit down to eat a meal. You just finish what's on your plate. You have no idea of how to stop when you're full. Even if you're full halfway through the meal, you'll just finish all the food on the, your plate and you have no idea why you're doing that. That is those learned behaviors. That's your upbringing. That's everything that you've been taught. And so what we do when we say we're, we're programming your brain is we're helping you, A, bring them from your subconscious into your conscious brain so you notice that they're happening and you're not just living life on autopilot anymore. But also we teach you how to stop them, how to break those connections and it's so neat, the science behind how our brain works, because our brains have neuroplasticity, is what we call it, meaning you can create new pathways, you can create new behaviors, you can change how you react in situations. And so with the techniques that we teach in our program, we teach you outcomes that aren't related to food, that aren't driving emotional eating, that aren't driving extra eating, boredom eating, stress eating, habitual eating, all of those things that are making you feel out of control around food. And again, it's not really about the food. We're not saying you can't like chocolate. Chocolate tastes better than oranges. None of this, none of this baloney. What we're doing is separating the fact that when you feel sad, you automatically eat. Or if you feel bored, you automatically eat. Or if you sit down, you just eat until the food is gone. Or if you see candy on the table, you just eat it without knowing why, even if you're full. So we're doing all of these things and that's what reprogram, reprogramming slash rewiring, however you want to say it, your brain is. Testing, can you hear yeah. me? We can hear you. You're probably going to be far back. So sorry, guys, the audio might be a little bit funky. Sorry, I, okay. I apologize, everybody. It's okay. 
Amazing explanation. So yeah, that's exactly it. We don't want to take that approach because it would just reinforce the situation that we are in currently. Let's take a completely different approach that Nikki just beautifully described. We're very lucky that the neural pathways in our brain are plastic like she described. And wow, like it's just, it's the outcome is everything that we were trying to achieve this whole time with all these new diets and everything like that. So yeah, we get to have the whole foods and enjoy them, but we also get to have the foods that we were trying to stop ourselves from overeating. We enjoy them fully, but we just don't want to eat them all the time. And so it's just, exactly. it's, it's a beautiful place to be. It's exactly where we started off as, as kids, to be honest. Um, yeah. So we can, we can get back there. Yeah, exactly. We're all born with those skills. We just like everything I explained, just chipped away at them and covered them up. So we're just bringing it back, bringing it back to to what feels natural. And and when you have that, when you have that ability to be in tune with your body, those intuitive eating skills, those false desires for eating, all those learned behaviors gone. That is really when you sit down and you are offered an apple or orange, orange and chocolate, and you decide what's best for you in that moment. And it's not always gonna be the same. And the quantity is not always gonna be the same. But that's the part of it is it's it's all good. It's what you need in that moment. You're doing it in a way that makes you feel amazing. Sometimes the orange makes you feel amazing. Sometimes a piece of chocolate makes you feel amazing. Sometimes half the chocolate bar makes you feel amazing or the full chocolate, it, it's always different. There's no rules. Exactly. Last night we were chatting with our clients and we were walking um, one of them through how to um, decrease this false desire. And she was going to do it with carrot cake. And so we were saying, you know, like real deal carrot cake with like made with butter and like nuts and like carrots and maybe pineapple and cream cheese icing, like real cream cheese butter. Like we're all, our mouths are watering thinking about that cake, right? Like it tastes so good. So there's no amount of like convincing inside (laughs) that that is not yummy or that you'll never want to eat it ever again. So, and so we're saying, you know, if you sit down and, and eat this real deal thing, so your body knows that what it actually wants is available and you do it mindfully. So we teach you how to do it mindfully um, and really get into the moment. And you're like, oh my gosh, cake is so good etc etc like this is so 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 good then you're reconnecting to what your body really wanted you're giving it a chance to feel like this is really good but unsatisfied i want to talk about here that satisfaction piece that like i don't want to keep eating the like where you feel internally where your body is saying um that was really good but i don't want to eat anymore which we're all capable of getting back to that piece does not come with just mindful eating for most of us. And yeah. so a lot of times the the food free food freedom is portrayed as like let yourself have whatever you want and be mindful about it. If you're trying that and it's not quite working, this episode is explaining why. Yeah. It's all of those like, you know, where we're trying to be like, oh, but it's not super healthy, right? The thoughts <laughs> like Nick is all doing. the thoughts, yeah, all of those underlying behaviors that we just described. Yeah. are are creating a narrative in your head where you're like oh I shouldn't be eating this or this is bad and at the same time what does that do it makes you want to eat more right or if you're not even sitting down and you're having that narrative often what women will experience is like let's say the cake's on the counter and you're like I made this for my kids or my family or whatever I'm not gonna eat any 
And then you catch yourself peeling back, you know, the saran wrap and scooping up a bite and then walking out of the kitchen. And then you're going back and the whole time you're like, okay, just one more, you know, then I'm not going to have any. And it's all this narrative. It's all of this, the way we're talking to ourselves about the food, about us, like feeling like we're a bad person if we're eating that cake and then eating it in a very disconnected way, standing in the kitchen, not even really fully enjoying it, not getting to that satisfaction because of all this unwritten narrative happening in our subconscious that all of a sudden a quarter of the whole cake is gone or half the cake is gone or maybe even the whole cake is gone and we are like, ooh, this is why I can't have carrot cake. Exactly, right? Who thinks that? Or if you're tasting it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Therefore, it has to be bad for me. Therefore, it's got to be so many calories, right? These are all the thoughts that prevent us from actually truly mindful eating in the first place. When we say mindful eating, it's like all those thoughts are gone pretty much. And it's just like, wow, I love cake. I'm so grateful. Like this is so awesome. You know, it's just, it's just that. And so that's what we do with our clients before we even get to the whole like hundred percent permission, you know, just because we really want you to feel super in control. Like we want to get this false desire out of the way so that you can learn intuitive eating properly and truly feel like your body is telling you to eat a wide variety of foods in the right quantity for your health. Like this is, this is a big piece. So it's not just, it's not, of course we want like no guilt on being like hundred percent permission to eat whatever you want, anything like that. We're just saying like, if you're feeling like out of control or like, it's not feeling good when you're trying food freedom, just maybe step back a bit and be like, okay, where are my food thoughts right now? Kind of thing. Am I trying to convince myself that I don't want to eat as much as I truly want to eat? And that I was, I, I would start there kind of thing. Yeah, I always say how I like to like an analogize it. I don't know if that was a word, but anyways, is if we think of the food itself as like a house and giving yourself full permission is a house, that's wonderful to have a house to live in. But we need to have a proper foundation for that house to stand, to be stable, to work, to feel good, to you know, all the things. And the reprogramming the brain and unlearning all of that diet diet culture crapola that has made us feel like how we feel and building a new foundation of feeling good around food and and decreasing all that false desire and and not overeating and not emotional eating and all that stuff I talked about that's the foundation so then when you bring in the food it just it just fits nicely and it's solid you know and that's that's what the reprogramming is is that foundational piece and that's why we spend so much time with our clients doing it so that when we bring in the food There might be a little bit of overeating because we're trying to build that trust again and we're really trying to tell our body, look, chocolate and oranges are the same. So we got to test that theory, right? Like that's natural human behavior to test some boundaries, but it's not as like you don't feel out of control and like it doesn't escalate to binging or anything like that. I love that analogy so much. So that's exactly it. So we have a house, but if it doesn't have a great foundation, what happens when it storms? Like life throws storms at us right and so if we have a true solid foundation of intuitive eating the proper intuitive eating skills we're going to be able to weather that storm through whatever life is and 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 it feels good you're like okay i i can feel that i'm super stressed or whatever we have clients who tell us i know i'm feeling super stressed right now my old habit i went and looked at the cupboard i looked at the food and i could tell i didn't want like that's not they it's not a willpower thing they just literally look at the food and they're like 
Because that's not going to make me feel better. I used to think food made stress feel better, but it didn't. Now I know that's not what I need. That driver to like reach and go and put it to the mouth is gone. They're like, no, like they figured out what their body actually wanted in that moment. So that, that neural pathway is rewired. So that they, that, that, that emotion, hunger thing, cue that so many of us have that Nikki was explaining goes away, which is so, so nice. And then there's the kind of like the circumstantial house where I let myself eat all foods within my calories or within my points, right? Kind of thing. But what happens if, you know, you really, I don't know, you had a special event (laughs) or say, let's go for ice cream or your husband says, let's order pizza. Like what happens then? Yeah. So we need to, yeah, have this solid foundation. So we literally can be in any situation, traveling, you know, kids to special event, anything like that. So any food at any time, whatever is available always works. And so our self-regulated appetite, which is a whole other episode, we eat what is available and what we're craving and our body does the rest. It does the adjusting of our appetite and tells us what it needs next, a variety of foods. We're not always craving I'm just going to say less healthy with quotations here. Yeah. Or the <laughs> chocolate. Know? If we continue the whole like yeah. end of the chocolate versus orange. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no brainwashing, neuroplasticity, rewiring those outcomes that they feel good and they're not just food related. That's what we do. <laughs> I hope that kind of like clears it up a little bit if you were thinking that. And yeah, let us know if you have any questions or comments on this. And yeah. And yeah, please share this episode with anyone you think would appreciate to hear it and to learn about what exactly it means to reprogram your brain. We would appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. See you guys next week. See ya. Bye.